0: SHUT yeah.
1: Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to V with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Durango, the show of beach education, moving around, and so much more. Today we're talking to one of the co-founders of McGay Spirits, Alejandro Raspak. He just moved to Austin. He's from Mexico City. Really, really entrepreneurial minded and we talk about this journey which is incredible and fateful in a lot of ways you know you keep moving forward in life and you don't necessarily know what's behind that next door and then you see it and said well i'll make something happen with this so without further ado i hope you guys enjoy this great chat with alejandro Raspak of my Spirits. spirit
0: I actually played guitar and I was I was the singer of a rock band when. Were I was, you really? Yeah, I mean it was teenage years though, but um, it was really fun. That's so for nice. sure. So you have,
1: have a, you know it's funny is you do have kind of that the front yeah front man vibe yeah, yeah with the hair and stuff.
0: I was I it was definitely so much fun. It was um, I started playing guitar, so I was doing like guitar, and then we created our own songs. Yeah. and sort of singing as well. But uh, I was just a uh, high school. But did you I mean, did you all think about touring and stuff? Not at, at the level. So yeah. we would just like we're more at a. Just like beginning and just having fun yeah. and then like playing at school. <laughs> and nice. uh, Mexico City we there and actually in Cancun In Cancun. Yeah, really. Yeah, I lived in Cancun for nine years. Is that where you were born? I was born in Mexico City. And uh, then uh, when I was 10, my mother moved cancun oh interesting Uh, yeah so you folks together or not no my my dad passed away when we we were quite young so i was pretty much that point from that point we moved to cancun i see so yeah and uh so my mom was more relaxed than in mexico city oh really because it's because yeah i mean it's just for a family mexico city is more just like tough the vibe and the city you know Yeah. so when my dad thing happened it, it was a car accident so she, a uh, brother of my mom, he lived in Cancun and we spent all the summers in Cancun anyway. So we were like, what, Cancun? Yes, please. Nice. So it was like a new beginning, a good place. You a beach guy? Uh, yeah, it was, we, we we lived pretty much beachfront. Mm-hmm. So I was doing wakeboarding, surfing, tennis as well. A lot of outdoors activities.
1: Man, so with all these kinds of interests and, in you know, of course we're going to get into how you started my gay spirits and everything, but... It sounds like you
0: could have went in many many directions, you know. Totally, I agree. And uh, to be honest, mes- like agave spirits wasn't even in the in the picture back then. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, it's always been more about the service industry. So, th- always.
1: Because did you study hotel management? I like did. That? Yeah.
0: So yeah, even since when I was younger, like my my friends' uh, dads or fathers that had worked in hotels. So. It was super fun for me to go to visit and work and and you know figure out people and talk about my country yeah so that was uh my my angle people always people but i didn't know what to do like with that mm. and uh so i studied hotel management uh, and that was like wow this is definitely something i i want to do yeah but definitely not working at a front desk and you know working the nine to five or even worst <laughs> worst schedules <laughs> and uh, and yeah. And that after my internship that I had in, in in Spain, in Barcelona, I came back to Mexico City, and it was like, uh man, I want to do something, but to explain about my country mm-hmm. instead of, you know, interesting. Spain. Yeah. So that was the approach. I love people, and it's just something. So why, instead of traveling and being, why don't I give a piece of Mexico? to everyone instead of going to try to get a piece of everyone in those countries yeah. and visiting them and bringing them to Mexico the other way around.
1: It, that's a, It's an incredible pursuit and I imagine that you're filled with pride for your country.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally and because and Mexico, it's, you know, even as Mexicans we have a malinchismo which is like <laughs> always outside of Mexico it's better and, and and honest to to be honest it happened to me and to most of the people in mexico like mm-hmm. no uh, the us is better europe is better so as much as i started traveling and seeing i was like no 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 no. i mean this you know for sure europe has its own stuff the U.S. has, but there's nothing like mexico and that was like probably my tip point being in barcelona to say like me- honestly you try to look for something better outside mm-hmm. but basically what you have it's always the best
1: it, that's such an it's a it's a brilliant sense of humility yeah in a sense right
0: Cause, totally cause totally
1: we we treat it differently in the states we're always just looking upward and onward yeah right we never exactly. really and that's not how everybody is but so many people just they don't appreciate where they come from or what they have you know that's it. and tell me yeah i mean i have my perspective on why i, I love mexico one of the things being the the communal ask the caring the taking care of each other all of the community but for you what are some of the things that truly make it your place
0: yeah yeah and that's a great question and i think i discovered that upon being abroad and it's the first of all the people mm-hmm. the the essence that we illustrate with uh, with burrito fiestero brand is like the essence of mi casa es tu casa mm-hmm. really the hospitality that we as mexican has have it's probably one of the strongest hospitalities that i've experienced through all of the the villages and all of the other countries so that's something if, first of all the people eh, really are put your first before them so i mean if so there's not even for food in a house and you go to these villages mm. or whatever in mexico they invite you and they just put a plate and spare you know put yeah. split the, the the meal by another one and they're just so happy to be sharing with you so f- the passion the people the the natural resources and and the i mean we have everything in mexico we have the best beaches in the world mm-hmm. we have d- deserts we have even mountains with snow uh, the best uh, reefs to go and dive in cozumel mm-hmm. so it's so so diverse not only in the people but in the languages in the natural re- resources in the diversity so that's basically some of the things that taught me to to love and and feel the pride way, way more than than um, I used to do. And and it even got me to know more about my country. I like to be totally fair.
1: That's maybe and that's the thing is that if you sometimes you can look within Mm -hmm. and you can grow as a person. In fact, that's probably one of the only ways you can grow as a person to keep kind of understanding introspection. But sometimes if you just open another door and where you're from, you'll find something else beautiful. You know, I, I recently found out about the salt mines in Colima and it's like, oh, yet another thing that, that, that Mexico has, you know, it's just such this rich tapestry of people, of places, it's, of flavors.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. The food, The again, it's. Oh, okay. it, I mean, the culture as well and and growing up in Cancun, this part of my life in, in when I was young, all the Aztec mystic in, uh, influence mm-hmm. in Mexico City, then, you know, going to the Yucatan Peninsula and you see all this heritage, like, ancestral millennium heritage from the Mayans and all the civilizations, all that they did in all these regions of Uxmal, Tulum, eh, Chichen Itza, all, it's it's just impressive. And the more that you travel, just as you mentioned, Colima, then you'll find a different thing. It was like, wow, there's like this monument and it's so much history, so much diversity, the influence of the Spaniards, the influence of the, there was, I don't know the number, but I believe more than a hundred different indigenous tribes within oh, the country uh, the different dialects so it's just so much a mm. uh, that is just amazing and that was like the step point that okay this and mezcal actually got uh, us my brother and I even more connected to our country yeah. and appreciating and even just changing our perception because when you change the way you look at things you know the the things you look at change yeah absolutely. and, and that was an, an eye-opener and and it has been just a great great experiences life-changing oh it sounds yeah. like oh yeah know. were you okay.
1: were you because of, i feel like your deep interest in history as well
0: was that ever on the table for you too yeah. studying history or studying good, art and good question like i always love history uh, I love art i appreciate it but right. i'm not like a art geek yeah. whatsoever i but I love history, so it was it's super interesting for always. Since oh, and where did it this came from, mm-hmm. and what happened with this? So that's always been super intriguing for me, uh, and mezcal has allowed it to you know go even more and further to yeah. to keep the, that um that on the mind all the time
1: yeah it does it kind of because it connects so it's not a new thing right? mm-hmm. <laughs> been, that's it it's been around a while and so it has so much to be unearthed about it you know but in this is kind of tangential but so you've you know you're trilingual if i understand yep when did the need for speaking french come
0: up for you uh, yeah good so my father spoke five languages oh wow yeah. what did he do by the way he was an engineer oh. uh an industrial engineer and uh he was actually in In technology, my grandfather opened the first, sort of, a microscope uh, industry in Latin America. Oh, wow. Uh, So, my father was there, he he was working, he was an engineer. And then, um, yeah, super different from what my brother and I are doing. Yeah. But, uh, so, he traveled a lot, same thing. He was traveling to Brazil, Japan, so he spoke Japanese, Portuguese, German, French, Spanish. English, so it was pretty much even Japanese, not hundred percent, but it was five and a half languages, pretty much. That's so it's crazy, yeah. And and uh, and so for my mother, was really important for us to to speak at least three languages, right? So she sent us. uh, We were lucky enough to go to Canada, Mm -hmm. and we we studied in Quebec for for a year. You did like yeah. study abroad there or uh, yeah. would exchange exchange students? Yeah, yeah it was. It was uh, how do you call this? You go to a family, uh-huh, yeah, exchange exchange student. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I was exchange that's through. fascinating. <laughs> so, yeah, we were in a different family, each of my sister, my brother, and I. In when we were in high school, and, and we went well, my sister almost spent three years in Quebec. I only did one, my brother did two, and uh, wow, but I really kept the French. It's I I love language, and then in 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 Spain, I was living with a French guy, so I took more of the the French approach, not only the Quebecois, which yeah. was fun. Uh, but yeah, languages are for me are amazing because you you get a deeper understanding of the culture and the what, people.
1: What is, you know, and I was just interviewing someone that you got to meet. He's gonna be moving into town too. Okay, and he loves language, and I I can understand that. But for me, it's because of the music behind language. For you, is it the structure? Is it the eloquent, like, how, how it sounds? How Good.
0: Well, uh, first is the... because I love to understand and challenge. So, huh. first is, like, what language does appeal to me the most? Mm-hmm. Not only because of the frequency and of the peach and of the beauty, yeah. but also, like, what do I sort of catch faster? Because mm. that's... and in French, it was easier for me. I, in the beginning for sure it's tough mm. but now that i for example that i know french italian it's uh it's the language that i would love to, to mm. learn uh cal it will, while living in barcelona catalan you know has uh-huh. this, this french influence in spanish so i was always trying to get the catalan but it's it's for sure the the peach of the of the language i mean again a uh, german for example i would love to speak german but it's such a diff like it's strong, a rude, yeah rude not rude but it's angular Oh yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a tougher la- language, not only to learn, but uh, in the way to speak. So, definitely Italian would be my <laughs> fourth the, uh, if I had to choose.
1: I'm, you know, because you've you've done it. How long do you think it really takes to get a language? Good, yeah.
0: And again, it's so
1: that's subjective.
0: Oh yeah, uh, if you moved abroad to a country that spokes the language that you want to learn mm-hmm. and you're taking lessons, probably like, uh, well, at least minimum three months of daily, 100%, mm-hmm. in, depending on the language. Sure, This sure. would be Italian or Portuguese if you speak Spanish or, 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 you know, Yeah, but a minimum of six months, to be honest. That's a goal. I think yeah. I'm going to do that
1: because it just, I I feel, and I don't know if a lot of Norteños feel this way or Gringos or whatever, but. I owe it to the art to be able to communicate. Now, I can communicate in Spanish about booze, right? Yeah, That's yeah, one, yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what about love? What about art? What about all these other things that I really love? Exactly. Know? And so it's really inspiring to hear that you love language, that my friend Cesar loves language. Oh, yeah. Because we're both vocalists. Totally. We know that it's like singing.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's amazing. And in- and honestly, I just being able to connect in a more just straightforward way. Mm-hmm. That's probably like my most uh, favorite thing. Just like being able to arrive to friends and give a masterclass and talked about talk about what we're doing in Durango and you know what's happening, uh, in their same language, yeah. get able to pass that message along in in a most efficient way. That's what drives me and excites me it's incredible man because it's really
1: like about empathy because you're thinking about other people
0: totally you know and making sure that they're good that's it
1: and you know I we both started businesses We're both in the booze industry there was a moment which it occurred to me what that should be and I always wanted to make something you know I didn't want to make an app or anything like that I wanted like we were sipping the mars burrito from burrito and we're touching it yeah we're tasting it we're experiencing it there's no way around this connection with that and so that was one of the things for me but you know you're coming out and you're did you finally say i know now it's time for me to go on my own now i know you got partners and stuff but what was that moment where you kind of got that clarity? yeah
0: so the clarity i, I got it from barcelona that i was like first of all i know that i want to just give it a switch instead of you know me being abroad i want to bring the people to mexico to love mexico and how what way would that be you know Mm -hmm. and the second one was actually a not trying to not trying to sorry for that Uh, I'm, i'm just trying to put it in words so the moment it was actually like i cannot have the living that I want and express and sell my country if I'm being in a front desk so I, I love it was one of my favorite actually works being in a front desk of a hotel you learn so much stuff yeah and you are able to deal and help a lot of people but that was the moment and in as soon as I got back to Mexico I was like what can I do with the resources that I have which are none <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a, that's the exactly. internal question, yeah. But you know, I have I know that outside people are interested in my country that uh agave it's starting to grow. No mezcal is not quite there yet cuz uh, but and my brother he has the other. He's super different to me.
1: Mm-hmm. He's younger. He's my
0: partner uh, so we are 15 and 50 mm-hmm. uh, and uh he's younger than me. He has always been like a, an old soul. Yeah. Uh but he's 27. I'm 31 right now. And um, and actually, a so we were super diverse. So I'm more the cre- creative, the the sort of uh, crazy guy, mm-hmm. and and I have so many ideas. But sometimes I, it's it's good to have more of the engineer structure, yes, right, of course, to be yeah. able to land pr- the projects. And Christian, my my brother, he's uh, an engineer. Uh, he studied also like I- economics, uh-huh. so he has uh, It's he's more like an structured guy. Yeah. Always good in you know excellent grades and all the you imagine what type I, the good I, boy. I,
1: believe me, yeah, I, I was the rebel, yeah. always yeah. getting
0: in, in trouble, uh, the pain of the family. But in uh, my brother, he was always the good guy, the good grades, good, you know. Yeah. And um, and finally, like in uh, we when I got back, we from from Spain, we actually got a uh, to say like, okay, Christian, so you're good with numbers, you can do accountant, you can. And I'm good with sales, I'm good with people, people yeah. why don't we do something? And we actually started at fir- first, like, a little business of selling a food to casinos that uh we, we managed to, Where to do. Where are the casinos? In They're Mexico City. Ca- there's casinos <laughs> yeah. in there?
1: I didn't know that. Like, big stuff like yeah. we have in Vegas? Well,
0: no. Not like <laughs> that, right? Not like that. Just imagine smaller casinos, but a big chain. Oh, okay. And we were able to start sourcing, you know, like, okay, what do you, they need something, let's try it tonight got it and and so really? we started doing a few products and uh, so that was a mo- moment when we saw that we could work together and it was like just perfect because we know the work ethic of both of us mm-hmm. we know the responsibility of each one and it was just so so good because he's good in this he was doing that I'm good with this I was doing that that's the best way and that's the yeah. best way Divide and, and conquer. you can trust yeah, I mean, uh, if you don't trust in your brother, who else could you trust, right? Right. So yeah. it's just like so natural. We're we're roomies, partners, friends. So it's it's been so easy since that moment. And then we passed actually to Mescal when we say okay. So we needed the 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 casino thing to be able to get a bit of money okay, going okay, on. Yeah. Honestly, we, we I believe we managed to save about. Uh, four or five thousand each. Okay, s- yeah. Which was good at the time, you know, we were just two young kids, uh, guys, but um for sure not enough to start a medical brand. And then, uh, so we suddenly, a uh, uh, cousin of my dad was actually had a, he got remarried to the daughter of a maestro. Really? Yeah, from La Colula. Oh, okay. Uh, but, Actually, I don't know what happened, but he ended up doing a mezcal in San Pablo Wixtepec in Cimatlán. Okay, okay. And all of a sudden, we went for him to advise, to say, okay, so we want to do this. What do you think? Uh, you know, we would be very excited. We don't care to start with a few bottles. And he was like, no, okay, I'm busy with my, with my other business. I just launched a mezcal brand a year ago. Is oh, he there? did? Yes. What? To help, like, the father of the uh-huh, maestro, uh-huh. Uh, of her new wife. And uh, but he wasn't working the the mezcal brand. Basically, he just launched and he put it in La Europea and uh, a few other places. And he was more busy in his other okay. his other business. So he was like, "Man, join me. The brand's already there. We could probably partner on, on along the way. But you can just start working for me, and and we can grow the brand together." Interesting. And so that was the train, and that was probably the most the best school ever because we weren't paid <laughs> so all right, yeah. but we had that was a it, it was free school that's how we see it because uh we basically got the chance to manage to do all the way christian was doing the process always he was been he's been focused and intrigued more about the production sure. process task, the, task, exactly task, right, the yeah. maestro and that type of, of uh, the process and i was doing the international sales i was closing supermarkets in mexico and um so we were working non-stop without any budget whatsoever uh, but we were making it happen so basically in three years we worked hard really three years of getting the brand uh-huh. and we were the first mezcal sold in israel uh, with a kosher certification really? we did some fun stuff that we were like wow it's been a difficult crazy but uh we learned a lot a lot a lot of the not only the business side of the bit of of the the industry yeah. which was really good and important but also about the you know the production part and all. and uh so it was a time for us to to
1: probably. you know
0: take our you know because we wanted to do some things but he he was more stubborn like no this is working let's stick to this and we're like no let's do this other oh, agaves there's more regions why don't we do this why don't we do that no 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 didn't no want no, no. like probably but now so it was like no, this is not going to happen with with Mezcalibá, uh-huh. which was the name of the brand, you know? This is Mezcalibá, it's from here, let's take it that way, we're doing good, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, he got an offer from Minerva, the brewery, uh-huh. and he sold the company.
1: Oh, really? So it's good that you guys left in a sense, right?
0: Yeah, so it was actually that moment when we said, okay, so, I mean, you know, God's plans, it's yeah. Just it just happened, and so it's good because this was a way to, to say, okay, this is actually... When we need to do our own thing.
1: Yeah. So you had the knowledge now, both operationally and from a production procedure mm-hmm. and getting the infrastructure globally, which is really Correct. a huge piece of it. But so you probably still need money. Oh,
0: yeah. Good, <laughs> good, good <laughs> question. Yeah. So uh, we, exactly. So we have those savings from uh-huh. the other, um, from the previous, uh, with the casinos, Casino right? Did, thing? did you did you stop doing that once you? Well, started doing we actually started. folk We we continued, but as we were focused one hundred percent in mezcal, that you had suddenly to. fade. Got it. Okay, fade away. And uh, we also had like some. Uh, we were one of the first uh, Uber cars in Mexico. Oh, so we were like really entrepreneurial since very young, mm-hmm. and we got some money from from that business back then. Yeah. Like we were the seventh registered vehicle Holy of crap. Uber. So it was wow. just a fun thing. So we. Basically, managed to to probably save around 250,000 pesos, which is like uh, 12 and a half grand. So, back to the question, we still needed to get the (laughs) money, right? But what did we do? So, limited resources, we needed a great uh, location. And uh, we first started with, okay, if we have a good product and a good project, we can get the money. That's always my- Well, and my, y'all- my I thinking. bet y'all
1: have the charm too, right? Yeah. To, to.
0: Well, at least we, we work hard and we, you know, yeah. we, we can- I know that I can get it when, when you get that determined. So, we did sort of- we wanted a different region from Oaxaca, different agaves, and we actually ended up, after a road trip, through uh, most of the DO of mm-hmm. Mezcal states, uh, including Michoacán, Guerrero, Guanajuato. Michoacán was one of the states that we said, man, this is a great place. The agave states we were trying in Aquidans, Upryata, uh-huh. great agaves, but it was just more complicated in most of the aspects. Like it was back then, it was really dangerous. Uh, it was the agave supply wasn't really well, uh, at least at, where the, the the places that we visited. Yeah, you know, it was lacking something or or enough agave supply, or you know, it was not quite.
1: It wasn't like it is now, because exactly. it's, it's, a, it's a hub for Mescal now, so the infrastructure, maybe roads are there, oh, yeah. I know nurseries are there now, mm-hmm. you know, but none of that stuff was around.
0: Exactly, but back, I'm talking 2013, Oh yeah, back then yeah. it was more more tough, you know, the, uh, and the producers that we really loved, the production capacities were like 500 liters every two months, oh, or, wow. so that was like, man, I cannot, you know, do uh, an international brand if i don't have enough capacity and that was just like not only because of the steels but most of the the this infrastructure that he has and and they were like this is what we do
1: What it's actually because i think i know the answer to this but you could have easily gone into santiago matatlan oh yeah and personally i don't like mezcal in that region for the most part but what was it about Oaxaca that you said, okay, cool, but we got to go elsewhere?
0: That's it, and uh, yeah, great question. And I think it goes back again to my sort of discovery, Marco Polo uh-huh, um, uh-huh. personality that I've always liked to travel and see abroad. Again, Mexico has nine states of the DO and in 85% or 95%, uh, I'm not sure of, of the stats, but around that are Oaxacan-based. Yeah. So, you know, why? was that everyone was only doing Espadin, Oaxaca, Premium, or even other wild agaves, but only Oaxaca. And and uh, from my point of view, there was like, there's more there's more to see. Mm. There's more to bring up to the table and I want to be one of those people uh, to put that out to the market. And explore. And yeah, explore. I love that. Yeah. You know, because, and, and, and you know it more, more than anyone, wherever you go to this most remote places and you find Mezcal, it's just like, man it's incredible wow it's incredible because there's no much pollution and there's you know even different techniques and that you know the process is different and the agave plant some i got new agave plants and it's like wow and that was like the the part that we wanted to do to do to bring something different that w- it w- was more simple mm. you know with the difficult roads lead to better to better places and and completely agree and and it was for sure more difficult all the process, like not only the oh, yeah. first uh, thing, but uh, the first years. It was uh, even until this point, even now. Like the uh, Comercam just goes to Durango, and uh, the Durango is just one guy going to all the binata. Right. So right. you pre- pretty much get one visit a month. While in Oaxaca, you could get like a, a week or something. a, a yeah. weekly visit or something. So it's all more difficult, more expensive to to send mm-hmm. all your supplies, etc., etc but um but we finally found in durango uh, we actually started with arturo uh, alfredo conde which uh, we were seeing just seeing yeah. a bottle he was like he showed us some places in nicolas romero some places in mezquital some places towards the mazatlan like the zona caliente mm-hmm. uh, nombre de dios and at the end uh, we ended up doing uh, starting the brand with him oh cool. Yeah, like with the guy that was showing us because he was the president of the Sistema Producto Maguey, which Uh was like an independent agave council, Uh which was not affiliated to Comercam. And uh, Mexico-wide? In Mexico-wide, but he was based in Durango. I see. So he was, and at the end we decided to work with him uh, because we actually loved Mm -hmm. the mezcla he was doing and the communication, the relationship was was great Mm -hmm. but we go back to the question we didn't have money so basically long story short my brother and I uh, took the opportunity there was a trip uh, an exposition uh, in London uh, a fair called um, what was the name one of the biggest fairs in London I just uh, don't recall the name right now Uh, not Bibendum Bibendum is the distributor but um, one of the biggest shows in London Mm -hmm, of of mm -hmm. spirits so uh, pro Mexico which was the mexican government sort of had this special uh you know oh. support to to local or young producers yeah and uh and then we we were able to get this this uh this uh, like a grant well it's not even a grant it's just like uh you get the the some uh, amount of money for free to oh, assist wow. and try to get business okay to mexico that's great so yeah at least i it ended up like just costing just a very like 30 20 percent of the total cost so that was amazing and we actually just uh a, did a first batch of even less than 100 to 300 bottles wow. tops 100 bottles that was the original investment and the initial investment in batch and uh we took the mg the botanical we took a uh, burrito cenizo and that was our only shot so it was like the sailor that arrives to you know, uh-huh. and it's like this is my only bullet, and we were able to close a distribution in the UK oh, wow. with that trip, and it was pretty much pre-sold because we didn't have anything but those bottles that we were showing in at the expo. So I
1: see. So that basically, because that's basically a letter of intent that correct then investors can be so like, oh, you all got it. guaranteed sales. It's correct. Okay, so with it.
0: that, we got a grant from a friend of my of my brother-in-law, uh, of my, yeah, the wife, the husband of my sister. We got a, uh, a loan for production and that's how we basically that's, started the business. It's incredible. And, yeah, and it has been, you know how this is, I always tell Mezcal, it's just a marathon, it's just a long, long run. <sighs> yeah. If you're here just for the money, you need to be a massive celebrity and not even, uh, probably, but this is, again, just more a passionate long run
1: well, it's too difficult oh, to yeah. do it it's just, just for money oh totally, <laughs> you know totally. What I mean? like if you didn't love it th- it's like being in a loveless marriage oh yeah you're just, you're just there and there's no exchange you that's know what I
0: mean? it because some people say like oh maybe chilangos you know from yeah. mexico uh-huh. city you came here you, you're here for the money you're like man you have no idea i promise if i would to to take another job whatever job w- would have more money yeah, than what i'm like making or Gaining right now. This is again just a lifetime project. That's and, incredible. And that's the idea of of you know going step by step. And it's until now that we are finally finalizing our own little uh, binatas with their own uh, you know input. Yeah.
1: Well, it's, and, and and I because you showed me some pictures of this thing, so we definitely got to talk about it because there's some just remarkable things going on there. But we've been sipping on this so i like sure the first time i had your mezcal uh brito mezcal is i was at suerte and they do these mezcal mondays Uh uh-huh and so they did a flight of this marsprillo which we're drinking and then this aniso yeah and i chased i tried them both and i was like just of the two for me anyway i was like this marsprillo is in it's insane how beautiful it is thank you but then i went back and they saw yeah it's clay distilled and I kind of said, "The what the fuck, really? Because I had, despite all the bottles I got out there, I don't think any of them are clay distilled. And so tell me a little bit about the process here. We, we you know we know about yeah. clay distillation, but like, where is this happening? How, how is this tonight? Great, going?
0: great. So yeah, just to go a, a few little steps back. So we we actually started working with Alfredo, correct? Mm-hmm. That I was telling you, our master producer in Pino Suarez, Durango. Mm-hmm. So uh, then along the way, and starting to grow. Uh, we sort of initially wanted to partner with him. To be able to have our own input as well you know nice. he has his but as as you know it's tough it's it's tough, yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough sometimes and it's just fun to be able to participate because we're you know we're well, you working like together. it you love it and yeah. yeah you love it yeah, and yeah. you just want to put your what if we do this here or do that here or this control of quality right. or and and hand and me a tambourine just let me play it, this song that's right? it yeah, yeah. that's it whatever and he and he didn't want to partner Uh, so it was we were like sourcing from him Uh he was just producing and and eventually his uh uh, well his uh, cousin was helping us as well distilling with uh, the botanicals Uh and stuff so at the end he after a few years of working together he was like no i'm gonna stay with my brand in pino suarez Uh you know we're still friends and we can still collaborate with a lot of things but um I, you know i i want to stay in my place uh-huh. and his cousin was like man if i can have the opportunity of be your maestro because he was already the ceiling and it's part of the same family so if i can become your maestro and I would be honored uh, i would love to bring my kid to work with me again and uh and he's a bit older so his kid is just like uh, uh like already like in that age of uh-huh. the ceiling and uh and then we decided to we were finally able after 8 years of Working uh, to be able to put our own um, our own thing with the same family uh, when, and maestro that we were already working, and in the other side of the mountain. Yeah. So it's uh, it's just uh it was just a perfect thing for us to be able to maintain that same a uh, sort of root of where we started, but with our own input and in, in this magical place that we found.
1: It's like a new generation in a way, right? It's it's to- an old generation, but it's new because oh yeah and I see this this pattern right where your is it your your uncle who, or whomever that originally brought you into yeah to my get, uncle your uncle right to get you into mezcal yeah and you're like hey let's try some stuff and he's like nope yeah I'm, I've got my box I'm gonna stay in it and Correct. then you go and you start working with another producer and Drangle the same thing so you you keep hitting your head against that's the wall it, that's it but but you know why that is because you want to innovate mm-hmm. and as an entrepreneur if oh, yeah. you don't have that muscle to try to change the system or try to work within it and do new things totally you, should, you shouldn't even be doing it totally so this is this is something I've, i feel incredibly kindred in th- yeah. this moment because that's that's how i feel and so you guys do it you find someone who's willing to collaborate and you find somebody that's probably working with new agaves and new pr- procedures and how did that first kind of collaboration go
0: uh, so in this, in like in the second chapter, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was amazing because right now my brother again he was always wanting to get his feet in in the process mm-hmm. and you know to be able to also put some some of his own input and in, in magic to the spirit. So it, it's been amazing because we we started we actually started rebuilding the this abandoned place uh, build. It's it's not a hacienda. It's like um. Uh, an old chapel mm-hmm. built by the Franciscans, and uh, we call him the we call it La, Haci- La Hacienda because it's basically like a like a little town uh, with a Spanish influence as well. But it was underground basically, and during pandemic we actually started rebuilding it from scratch with our, our own agave waste. Wow. So, uh, not only for Br- the- bricks, what right, kind of bricks? Bricks, exactly. So, it's adobe bricks. So, basically, it's just agave, eh, the vinazas, eh, so all the acidity mm-hmm. left, leftovers, plus eh, the agave fibers, plus soil oh, from wow. the same place that was like just there piled up. That's amazing. So, we took that and we sort of developed uh, with a manual compressor, just like manually compressing the bricks, l- l- lay- laying them in the sun for 10 days and we've been doing more than 30,000 since we first started doing them. Manually pressed? Manually pressed. Bricks that you sun dry, Step by step. That is
1: fucking crazy. So, it's
0: crazy because of the, the people that uh, were distilling before and were doing all, only a agave process, they are doing and building the new project now. Of which they'll be a part. Where well, right? they w- Exactly, so oh, they're wow. at the same time being part from scratch from the same project that they will be working on. The,
1: you know, they, they use that that term, which in this case is literal, but they use it metaphorically and say, in at the ground
0: floor. <laughs> They're building that's the ground it. floor, that's incredible, yeah. That's it. So, so this part has been amazing, we started distilling there uh, our first batch of ancestral, mm-hmm. that was the very first thing that we made in the hacienda, and uh, that was amazing. So, yeah, going back to the question, uh, the clay, Honestly, in Durango, you get even if you go when you go to the mountains, you're gonna see most in most of the cases the, the el caso uh-huh. of uh, of copper because Durango it's a minor state, uh-huh. and you know a lot of minerals were are extracted uh, more silver and other uh, other minerals as well. So it has always have that influence. So you're mostly gonna find this um, this copper. Uh, Cap or cap, something. cap yeah. exactly, and then the Filipino wooden steel yeah. in the traditional ones. But then uh, we went uh, to one one village. Or C- Christian was doing some scouting, and he he found a. Uh, I do not recall if it was in Yonora or even in some places of, of Mezquital, and he found a like residual of cl- of clay of uh, arcilla, uh-huh. uh in the base, and he was like, wow. So we they actually did some some clay as well. You know?
1: How old was this um, arc, arc, artifact you found? It's
0: crazy, so uh, I, I, who knows how old it was because the, the it was like a, an abandoned... Uh, because back in the day they were building where the agave or the soto was close by. Uh-huh. So okay. they were moving to the next sort of manchón of agave and they put in a second one. So uh, what they found with the uh, verificador and when the, with the people of, of this place is the, the clay as well or the arcilla. And so he was like, okay, let's put clay uh, pots in the base, and then let's keep the Filipino wooden steel. What? So, so okay, inst- yeah, talk me through this. Yeah, so instead, of, basically, just replacing the 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 copper. Oh, the the copper base uh-huh. cap exactly, uh, with uh, with the clay. So we're gonna have that in the base, oh. and the wooden oh, Filipino steel that is a classic. Uh, colonial yeah uh well still in this region of durango so it's it's great we put that we build that uh that a uh, little binata uh-huh. if you know trying to to emulate that uh, that process with the same with the clay and with the filipino that's and yeah and this is the first batch the masparillo that uh that we did there and it's amazing. It's it's so delicious. Oh, yeah, it's really, well, the agave, it's just amazing it's but... So, it's, it, this one,
1: I didn't, when we were talking the other night, to me, it still reminds me of flat cherry coke. Like, that's that's the note I get <laughs> mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. how, if I use that one, mm. then I can always go back and be like, oh, that's more buttercream, you know? It, correct, you correct.
0: Know. But it's 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 so pleasant, oh, it's, and it, it evolves a lot in the nose when you pour it, and if you smell it a few seconds afterwards, in a minute, mm-hmm. it's so nice and and well-rounded in the agave notes, and and again, the, it's just a pleasant, pleasant expression.
1: It's 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 beautiful. And, and
0: did, did you because, to my
1: knowledge, yeah, and I have just a little bit of knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> there's right. lots to go around, <laughs> but. I don't recall any other commercially available mezcal from Durango that has been distilled in clay.
0: Well, I to be honest, I don't know of one other one myself. Uh, what I I heard from from Comercam that uh, we are the first ancestral uh, certified mezcal brand from mm. Durango, which it, again it doesn't mean that uh, we invented the you know the the black uh, how we say in Spanish el lilo negro. But, uh for i believe we were the first to bring it to to market
1: that's such a huge achievement and, 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 and that the, regardless of what how people feel about Mescal, they need to recognize that that's a monumental thing totally you know and how like roughly how many liters was
0: this batch this batch was two pallets oh geez. so yeah okay. we did two pallets and that was a total uh, production and I, it was like we kept distilling. So, in, in this collection, we basically uh, go and we try to do uh, this different agaves of Durango. Mm-hmm. So, to be able to take care of the agaves, uh, like the populations, and just that's why we do the special releases instead of being uh, putting it in an artisanal, um, like more widely available range. Yeah. So, we only did this amount of bottles and then Masparillo, it's gone. And we won't be doing Masparillo until we finish. All of the agaves from our collection, and then we might be Doing going back to to Masparillo. Man, that's a, it's so, incredible. And so, how many states now? So it's a 52 states. So if you divide the uh, 1,400 bottles per 52, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty much what comes to to the table. So mm-hmm. just a b- basically a few cases per state, and 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 that's it. So uh, this is like one of the last bottles remaining here. Yeah, I yeah. hear they're on
1: shelves somewhere. So I Yeah, fi- I exactly. Gotta, I gotta exactly.
0: Find yes, it. there's a few bottles here and they're in independent stores. So that's it's so, so fun. But the, that's the idea with this collection to be featuring this agaves in a respectable way mm-hmm. that we can make a, a more uh, smaller production. Yeah, yeah like a like limited edition. Exactly. Just I'm limited most- and keep it because these are amazing flavors that we want everyone to try. And
1: there's no other place that tastes like this. It, you know what I mean? Like in yeah. my opinion, the Durango has specific oh yeah flavor to it.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And in where you're fermenting at the hacienda or the Vinyasa, is yeah. it get pretty cold up there?
0: Yeah, well, it's it's fun because the af- the outside climate it's more like arid. arid. Okay. Um, yeah. but in winter it does get cold in in Durango. Uh, well, for sure, it's a big state, so you can have snow in some Mexiquillo, yeah, but yeah. here it's it's more it's warmer. But we have a microclimate there because we are like just at river level. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, so we, if you go up, just like nothing, man. Like walking, mm-hmm. literally, it's gonna be more a drier vegetation. But in there, it's more forest and albinos. Uh, so and it's
1: that it's so micro that you can just walk up a hill. Oh and yeah! Then- oh
0: yeah! and you can even go like for example in uh, if you go like in dry season if you go like in april march you're going to see like definitely like an african savanna oh, what? like super dry uh, yellow bushes mm-hmm. and stuff but in if you go in rainy season like now you're going to see like super green massive like uh, remember that Durango, and especially this place where we're at, it's uh, a, a tropic of uh, Capric- uh, the oh, Cancer. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's pr- basically there. So it divides the tropical climate from the arid uh, climate. So it's just right on so the line. So it's just in that line, That's basically. Great. So we get that, that really, really there. Uh, again, in rainy season, it, it, we have massive sort of snakes by the pool there's not a pool uh, like a pila mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know it's more like wild uh, f- uh, jungleish, yeah tropical vegetation and then if you go in winter it's dry it's just like dry and and the, it's more like it's it's just super it changes dramatically so much that's interesting so if you try a batch for example winter summer or even um other seasons of the year it's going to be very it's going to be changing a lot because of the east mm. it's it's uh, being wild and having all this change of well, climate, some of it dies
1: too right? oh yeah oh yeah because it gets so cold oh yeah you know so we were hanging out at las perlas last week you know finally get to meet you and meet joel and sip through the stuff and the, the sotol i mean there's so many conversations to have but the sotol you guys are doing in durango is cool too the botanical yeah mezcal if you call it what you want to call it but it was a good conversation about that stuff but you know we got to try this ensemble that you're coming out with which is going to be something that's a probably annual release something like that biannual
0: yeah so this ensemble yeah that's uh, it's so so good because at the end we have our cenizo and why cenizo cenizo is the most uh, the most widely available agave in durango right. so that's like our our, our um, artisanal brand and then we have the ancestral with the wild, but we, we believe we were missing like a step in between the, you know, the artisanal cenizo and the hundred proof plus mm-hmm. ancestral wild agaves. So uh, we actually were, uh, exper- we did one experimentation of uh, a batch of verde in in Nombre de Dios and, uh, and it's, the ber- verde is just like, Really different, mm-hmm. more veg, uh, like more green, green more vegetable, yeah, green yeah, pepper, yeah. And a spice, but with a nice sweetness to it. And we actually tried, um, uh, we were drinking and we tried like a ceniso with verde. Just and in in I was it, like, yeah. yeah, just pouring. It. And it was like, wow, this is like really, really tasty because you got all this pepper and more intense a funky nice aromas of the verde but with the sweetness and the fruitiness of cenizo.
1: so you get just a wider swap. totally
0: totally so so we actually came up with this uh, uh with this ensemble this is a uh, the bottle that we're tasting is one of our uh, first it's from the first batch of ensemble and we want ensemble it's going to be actually a we wanted to have on a constant basis on the artisanal line mm-hmm. to be that bridge to the ancestral it comes at 46%, so again, it's more uh, full mouthful, uh, more intensity, but um, a lot of complexity to it, yeah. and and that's um, what we wanted to be able to to scale. But those are the ones that we're going to keep in the artisanal line for now. We'll see in the future, and um, and then just the the special editions for the ancestral.
1: It, I know you're not done. You know, no, you're not done no, exploring. No, you're not done no that's fine. Exactly. we like, for now, you're like, no, three is fine. Exactly. <laughs>
0: and all of a sudden, you're three. traveling and you have like 25. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh,
1: maybe six isn't so bottles bad. bottles in your you know? suitcase. Because this on Sunday is this really special. Wow. You, know? you keep kind of expanding <laughs> it. But, you know, one of the things I thought it was it was cool is that I'm in Austin. Yeah. And you moved to Austin. That's crazy. You know? I like at all the places. And I, I, I love that I was so excited that the weather's been decent oh yeah and i'm like it's not that hot And you're like
0: it's so hot <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like why why did you pick austin totally so uh, so we basically just uh, wanted to launch before pandemic and uh so we shipped product and then pandemic hit mm. so basically our our bottles were removed from warehouse to warehouse and it's until now that uh, the the market is reopening uh, and uh, we're launching basically nationwide uh-huh. so this is just a, a great opportunity that uh, i know that it's special and i just don't want to pass make it you know pass by yeah. and make it worth so we i wanted to be uh, with the people and to really be able to transmit the message uh, and austin is in the middle of the country man yeah and it's not dallas and it's not houston it's a smaller more uh, like nicer vibe cool people a sure. young city young people so I didn't even know Austin before I you, decided to move to you've Austin. You've never been here? I've never been okay No kidding. So, I was like, let's go to Austin just because hey, apparently it's pretty cool and it's just in the middle of the state so I can travel three hours to the west, three hours to the east. That's fine. Fu-
1: I had never thought about it logistically. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah logistically,
0: I mean, airport-wise for sure, Dallas or Houston especially would be way easier and, and, and faster but I just don't want it, you know, if mm-hmm. I'm moving from Mexico city, that it's a nice city, that you, we have a lot of things and it's just like so much fun. I want a different city that I can a, walk in. I can do some other things that I couldn't do in Mexico city. Yeah. So walk more and do more outdoors activities in Austin, apparently, and it is, it's, it's been amazing. Only three months here. I'm, Traveling most of the time, so <laughs> I, I'm still near to Austin, but uh, it's it's super fun, and yeah, I'm still gonna be here at least for a, uh, another year, a year and a half until we do a proper launch in, in the whole
1: country. Yeah, that's great, and when it's good, because then we can go dream us oh, yeah. together, you know. Oh and yeah. i, c- I can Get you to work for me when we're harvesting, so tall, which, is, <laughs> which is a great coming. thing to, to have free labor in some sense. Of, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and I love to bring bottles out on those harvests, stuff that we, you know, we can sip as a team out there. But so, I got a couple questions left for you, yeah. You know, and one of the things over the years when I've been interviewing folks that have fa- it's it's familial, the the brands actually are built on family, you know, whether it's a father who's been distilling for a long time and passes it to his son or his daughter. Um, I know you just got married last year but do you think about kids and do you think about that legacy of where to, what hands to leave this in? Yeah,
0: I agree, Christian. So, first of all, um, again, this is for us, it's like a, a marathon so definitely we want to keep and th- the fun thing is that I'm with my brother. Yeah. So, um, a, that's what we want like to keep it up if for sure I want my kids to start working with us eventually like we did a, you know harvesting and all that part of the process especially when you're young that would be my like my dream how i vision my little kids like going and work it just helping here helping there yeah. and uh and that's definitely a legacy that i i would love and i i envision to to be able to have and i i can see it yeah, yeah it's I'm... like i i remember in in cancun one of my first jobs i when i was 13 he was uh so i was not even i was a helper of the of the of the guy that was building Mm -hmm. Uh, so i was like in the summer carrying rocks for sure it was just a probably half day and it was a friend of my of uh, the father of my friend but we're doing this hard work that it was like really hard work but uh we learned so much because you saw the people that were living on that wage and you weren't and you bought a a a cell phone or not even a cell phone an ipod or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and these people were like Eating, they lived on that salary, so the appreciation, the level—that's something that is just amazing. And I would love my kids to to learn it's, to learn the the beauty of the work.
1: Yes, that's no, it. The process. The process. The hard physical work.
0: The respect for the people.
1: Yeah, you know what I always say, and this is again kind of a metaphor. But if you've never played a tour, you haven't played clubs and carried an Ampeg six speaker bass cabinet up some stairs to just play a gig then you do not know you got to carry the heavy how to perform around. oh yeah yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's part of it, it it's part of it it's, it's part fear. of it
0: and I, same thing
1: and i'm not you know i'm not a bitter old man or any of that but it just it builds character because it sucks most of the time
0: <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> but sometimes
1: when despite how much that moment might be inconvenient or kind of suck a little bit when you have the thing and you did it you're like oh that was well worth it always worth it Totally, it yeah.
0: uh, hard work is o- always pay, pays off, always. I think so. So it's a it's, it's amazing and and yeah and I, I mean I started with my now wife when eight years ago when I basically wow. was was starting in in my mezcal uh, trajectory. So she she knows this is for the life and you know she was like and she still married you exactly. She still <laughs> married me and my brother, he's unmarried, Mary, he's twenty seven. So we were very uh, still quite young. And we're in a good point to be able to to grow this inner families with our uh, future. It's uh, it, just the families. beginning. Yeah.
1: All right. So last question for you, and I ask this everybody, but I'll, I'll tweak it a little bit for you. So let's say you're anywhere in the world, doesn't matter where, and you're sipping this marsbarrio with any singer, living or deceased, who might you like to sit down? And have a mescalito
0: with oh my god that's a hard question <laughs> living in a <the> life man uh. <laughs> wow so good question and it's it's a difficult one to answer right away it, without, it is, without so putting the right? thought oh yeah there's yeah. so many great singers that i appreciate and love and uh, wow hmm a good singer that i would be you caught me you caught me well i wasn't everybody def- like I they kind of have a script and stuff
1: and I, I i love music i know you love music oh And my i gosh. always thinking about music
0: i wasn't expecting that one um <laughs> and i'm imagining the moment of sharing this mezcal with this singer yeah um mm. Well, let me just change your question to okay. s- a bit. A sure. uh, one composer that I perfect Composers, a yeah. composer that I've like lately I've uh, been listening to a lot of his stuff like Hans Zimmer. Oh yeah. Uh, and just like how versatile he is on his composing from any movie to some more deeper uh, stuff yeah. and I I love that versatility that he has in his composing. It, and I it, I personally think he's a brilliant man and i would definitely love to share a mezcal with him and you know
1: all musicians unless they're post rehab love mezcal oh yeah so exactly you know, and Hans zimmer for how cerebral some of his stuff oh, is yeah. and how accessible i think it's a great yeah choice. he be might be very
0: company. geeky too oh, you I know oh, so bet. so that's what i'm figuring to be able to <laughs> to discuss further the all the all the aromas the the expressions that i think that would work perfectly yeah
1: well, it's been a pleasure, you know, getting to meet you the last the past couple of weeks. And then finally, we made this thing happen. For after sure, all this. No, Thank you so much.
0: Know. It's been super fun. And I hope this is uh, not the last time. And we'll be definitely talking about mezcal in Texas and in the U.S. I hope so. And showing a lot of sotol, mm-hmm. mezcal, and, and this this uh, beautiful agave in Desert Spirits. Yeah.
1: Durango love, man. Durango. All exactly. Right. Talk- Durango love. <laughs> Talk soon. See Thanks. Well, there we have it, Alejandro Rasbach of Magey Spirits. We're sipping through some of that burrito mescal. Gotta say, you know, when I first tried mezcales from Durango, I wasn't so into it. But now, knowing how much they change over time, you're gonna get every element of taste in these mezcales and it's really an amazing experience. Something I think is very, very enriching, and the fact that Alejandro and his brother were drawn to Durango and then they're working and they're creating these this new hacienda out there. I've seen some pictures of it and it is absolutely gorgeous. Just some amazing details about the history of Mezcal and Alejandro's journey. So thanks so much for sitting down and chatting with me. Now that you're in Austin, I suppose there's a bit more Mezcal in the cards. So thanks, everybody, for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many times you've watched River's Edge because Crispin Glover's a strange actor, but Keanu Reeves is kind of dreamy. Or if you're thinking, I don't really ever get a day off, do I? Please, keep dancing.